0: This is Talking in Station, Season 2, Episode 14. Today we're going to be talking about a story that hasn't really got much news basically anywhere. So I think that'll be fun. And to help me do that, of course, I am Artemis Albosa, a member of Pandemic Corps. Joining me today, as always, Ron USMC, a member of
1: Test Alliance. Please ignore. How are you guys doing? And I'm wearing my Kaldari shirt. I'm almost running out of Eve clothes. Another 10 or 15, and I'm out. <laughs>
0: And we're going to have to go on repeat. All right. And joining us back again today is Silver Suspiria, a member of Federation yes. Uprising.
2: Yeah, I should get my Galente shirt so we can clash around.
0: Oh, are we going to have some infighting here on the show? Hey, faction Fed up
2: is still in Militia.
0: Mmm. Interesting, interesting. All right. Well, even more interesting is the guest we have on today's show. His name is, and I'm going to struggle to pronounce it all night for various reasons we're not going to go into, but his name is Iniquitous, and he is a member of the Alliance. My other lab is a distillery. Hey. So say a few bit more words than hey. What? Tell us about yourself. How did you start playing Eve Iniquitous?
3: Um, got off of active duty and immediately went to the hardest RPG I could find, honestly. Really? Like you,
2: you actively, like, you were like, I want to play an RPG or an MMO, and I want it to be the hardest game known to man. That was a conscious thing? Yes. Wow. Cool. Good choice, man.
0: That is pretty sick. So, did you immediately go into it looking for the PVE, or do you just straight up like PVP is my thing? I want to, I want to wreck some nerds right now. Uh,
3: started out with industry, just because I like having a you know base income to fund all my PVP type stuff. If I'm rich, I don't care about losing stuff,
2: you know. But your goal the whole time was to get into PVP. Yeah. Yep. Nice.
0: All right. Well, you are on the show tonight to talk about some of those PvP exploits and to sort of to set the stage to to explain to everybody why you're here on the show today. I want to give everybody a, a picture of what things look like right now. So, right now, uh, the area of space we're going to be concerned with is actually two regions, but we're going to focus on one, which is Scalding Pass. Now, Scalding Pass is in the southeast. Quadrant of Eve, right? It's down over here, over in the south, just northeast of where Fraternity currently stages, just northeast of Wicked Creek. And for the longest time, it has been sort of a hotbed of a lot of very small, uh, small relative to other null block powers, groups, PvPers, just dudes who, like, as he said, wanted to do the small gang PvP kind of thing. And so we had Fraternity who have had space down sort of in this south eastern quadrants but then we also had for the longest time uh, triumvirate who held space up in the north we had in the r&m pocket this is where uh, iniquitous and his crew used to live as well as with another group called the cure which we'll talk a bit more about later and then besod bright side of death lived mostly in curse but they also took sovereignty over here in this southwestern side, and this sort of central region has always sort of been a hodgepodge that has been contested by multiple groups, some of which were allies and some of which were enemies of Iniquitous. So that is like the state of things now is fraternity has decided that they want Scalding Pass, they want to own it, and they want to use it for rental space. And what they have done is come through and cleaned out uh, Iniquitous and his crew from the RM pocket. Before that, they focused up here on what used to be the Triumvirate Sov, which then became the Skill Yourself Sov, or pardon me, the Scourge.sav, and then eventually they moved into Skill Yourself and Fraternity took it over. Now it looks like they've set their sights on the sovereignty which belongs to the right order, which is another Russian crew. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's the state of play now. That's where we're going to talk us about how we got here. How did we get to the position where you used to live in scalding pass iniquitous so you want to know like how we took sov then yeah how did you decide that you wanted to take sov just give me a history of your group in general really
3: um well we knew that sov was you know good money uh the ratting sites are ridiculous and all that stuff so we wanted a little base where we could you know make money and fund our next war we always do we're involved in one war or another it, not like the main wars that you see on the big forums and all that stuff but like the ebola war it was uh, the cure was founded to do that war actually
0: and that war in particular was a war that took place in great wildlands a neighboring npc nullsec region to scalding pass uh, for the record i suppose we should all place our biases on the table here I, although I'm a member of Pandemic Cord now, used to be a member of the Capitalist Army. And even still, like occasionally, if I get the opportunity to fly around with the dudes from the r pocket, the old Cure dudes have been on a couple of fleets with Iniquitous. So like, uh, I suppose you could say I'm in his corner, so to speak. And then we also have Ron and Silver Suspiria, who are members of Legacy Coalition, who are currently at war with Fraternity. And Fraternity are the people who kicked Iniquitous out of his space. So if you're in fraternity, I'm sorry, this show is probably not going to be um, kind to you. I'm going to try and keep that tone down a bit, but that's, that's the state of play as it were. Let's get back to the story though.
1: Well, but one second. So I, not necessarily because what's interesting is, so you guys were only like 15 people or so and you took solve. I think that. Sort of breaks you know what everyone keeps talking about, right, which is you know the small medium sized groups can 't take and hold so what so like how long did you hold it, and was it just fifteen in the beginning, and what was that like
3: Just my alliance is fifteen, the whole coalition we can use uh, and that 's like fleet numbers max size kind of thing um, with with the whole coalition we 're pushing 80, 90 in a fleet with the four alliances. Um, I think at one point we got to a hundred, but eh, that's not what we usually were at.
1: And yeah, but I just think that's such a great thing that a hundred people can take solve, right? Like every time I talk to someone, it's like, Oh, a hundred people, like, uh, you're just getting, going to get crushed. But so how long did you hold the sob before? I guess you were just recently kicked out.
3: Uh, R&M we took in, Oh God, was it March? It looks like last April year? of 2018. April? Yeah. So a um, uh, little bit over a year then?
1: Well, I mean, that's nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, you held Saw for a year with 100 people. I think that uh, kind of goes against, you know, what everyone keeps talking about. So I think that's great.
3: Uh, we also took that eastern, the two eastern constellations in uh, Scalding when Scourge collapsed and held Frat back from taking those systems for... I, think it was three weeks
0: so let's 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 talk about that because you're doing a lot of pvp in nullsec very close to your home what's your what do you do in eve like how does what does your day look like so to speak because you are in a very hostile space you're in nullsec right you don't have a super capital umbrella but you're still trying to make your isk and get drunk with your friends and doing pvp what does a day look like for a small gang pvp or sob holding nullsec alliance?
3: It's a lot more difficult with the Super Umbrella thing being what it is in, uh, in Scalding Pass now. Uh, we can't drop caps, so we're in, always, we're in cruisers. Like, there is no other ship type that we can field without getting just completely, uh, blobbed with dreads or carriers or whatever. So we have to come up with, you know, interesting tactics to take out the enemy.
2: Yeah, I feel your pain, um... Been there. Huh, we were there. Done that. Um that's an interesting way to fight, and um you wind up acting like rabid dogs a little bit, right? Like what what were some of the the ships that you wind up using to try to hold back the Sov attacks?
3: Um a lot of Osprey navies, they they do great work against small and toaster ships. Mm-hmm. And then um I I was actually using a lot of like wolves and stuff.
2: Assault ships, etc. Yeah, so basically you, like, wind up running around trying to not engage whatever huge stuff they brought and just killing toasters and, and making the fight, like, pretty mm-hmm. much unbearable for them, right? Okay. Yeah. I feel your pain, man. Did that for a long time against uh, other people. Yeah. Uh, the the
3: actual entosis fight that we actually ended up losing that ended up making it so we lost the entire pocket was um, uh, Black Legion, or they're in frat now, but, you know, ELO brought 133 munins into pocket and just yeah. put like 15 munins on every intosis node and just couldn't do anything so yeah but
2: let's, let's go ahead well, I, was, I think it's really cool that you had to be uh taken out by like overwhelming force right they had to just like pile all of new eden in there to get you huh yeah
0: I want to go back a minute, and we were briefly, for a time being, talking about the history of The Cure. You mentioned the Ebola war, and I, I got the conversation sidetracked. I want to go back there for a minute and talk about The Cure, because it wasn't just you who settled Sov in this pocket, the R&M pocket of Scalding Pass. It was you and a couple of other alliances. So tell me about The Cure. Who else was in there with you? Who were your allies?
3: The Cure was uh, my alliance, uh, the Unthinkables, uh, Gun Berserk and the Blood Covenant um, those three alliances are entirely European time zone and my alliance is US time zone uh, so how
0: did that play out when you're all trying to hold Sav together
3: it actually worked fairly well um, our staging system RM, was in US time zone reinforcement which meant that Frat had a real hard time getting to it until they brought in black legion of course and then um ebola couldn't do anything to it and uh same with skill yourself none of them had the time zone to actually do the Entosis
0: uh node wars in the in so you were time zone taking but not really because you're actively active in that time zone correct right on and then the
3: other systems
0: just kind of they weren't as important like
3: I don't know. It, it was interesting.
0: Interesting, like um, I'm very curious because it never seemed to me in my interactions with the Cure that there was one. Uh, how would you call it? Like leadership alliance. Like when you think of the Imperium, Goonswarm is the leadership alliance of the Imperium. That coalition. If you think of Legacy, Test is a leadership alliance. If you think of Panfam, it was Pandemic Legion. They've sort of like become mc 3.0 so now it's northern coalition etc 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 uh right. gotg dead coalition is darkness was there a leadership quote-unquote group in the cure no we were all
3: equal partners uh the four alliance leaderships were uh just we threw in a vote and if we uh, passed it then it went through and we yeah, did man. whatever the majority wanted to do
2: you sort of gotta act like that as a small group, right? Like even my alliance, uh, we can pretty much operate as one big corp, right? Because if we didn't, we wouldn't have the numbers to really do anything, right? So the smaller group has to be more unified and head in the same direction more than a gigantic group has to, right? Like you know, Test Alliance and the Goonswarm Coalition—they have so many people, they have sigs everywhere, and they don't affect each other. But if you're a small group and you have different groups doing different things, that kind of hurts, right? Right.
3: Well, and and we were there was no clear um, more powerful alliance in that coalition we were all roughly 200 people uh, member count which i mean meant that we could form roughly i mean what what is it what's the standard now like 20 30% maybe in a fleet at, at any given time something like
0: that so just to sort of recap everything that's happened so far your 200 man "Quote unquote 200 man right. There's a bunch of vaults and everything in there. Right. Uh, USTZ alliance. You're allied with three other EUTZ alliances, and you guys end up fighting a war in Great Wildlands and deciding that you want to take Sov for the money. You take Sov in the northeastern, or pardon me, the northwestern corner of Scalding Pass and hold it for a year. Throughout the process, you actually end up taking like literally half of Scalding Pass, right? Because Scourge dot <laughs> disappears." and you guys scoop up that sob and hold it for a few weeks while fighting for it constantly. Correct. And now eventually things change. Fraternity moves in their supers. They get an actual ust use USTZ contingent. So even though they're a multi-thousand-man coalition, they still couldn't fight you in your active time zone. Now they can. They kick you out. That's where we're at? Correct. Awesome. So I got to ask, man, like, what next? You, are you, the only other region I can think of that was like a similar hotbed for small PVQ groups is Ethereum Reach. Are we thinking like, you want to go to Ethereum Reach and throw in with those guys? I know back during the Ebola war, we used to fly with Unspoken Alliance. Do you still have any relationship with them? Uh, no, my one
3: contact actually
0: left and joined a different alliance.
3: Ooh, unlucky.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a key step right in a small group's history. You know, we're trying as fed up, we're trying to get through that now. Right. You had your yourself, you were doing well, you got evicted, but you're a small group. So it hurts. Right. You're you're defeated. You're lost. So wh- where, what are you thinking? Where, what do you do from here? You know, you got stomped out by a bigger group. There's probably nothing you can do about that. How do you kick up morale? How do you keep yourselves together and where do you go?
0: Hmm. I suspect we've run into the question that he's still wrestling with right now, which is, I mean, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Like it's a difficult question to answer.
2: Definitely. Cause I know I'm, we're still there, you know? I, so it's a very difficult thing for a small group to recover from.
3: Uh, I mean, right now we've moved everything that isn't nailed down um, to a safe place. It's good. So like, at least that's off my table. Like I've just been taking a couple days relaxing doing that thing Um, other than that it's just finding a new income stream because we're going to need ISK wherever we go
0: we're going to need ISK so I'm curious, because you say you're going to need ISK, and the reason that you need ISK in particular is because you guys, you do the small gang PvP thing, right? You go out, you fly your ships, and you have a significant chance, in fact, you're almost guaranteed to lose them on some of the drunk rooms you guys go on. So, like, (laughs) talk to us about the PvP that you get up to, apart from sovereignty defense and that sort of nonsense. Do you do do anything else?
3: Um, Do some structure bashing, you know? That's fun when you're loaded. Uh, but um, other than that, just roams in general, the, the drunk roams, obviously like uh, chasing around P or sometimes it's kind of fun and punishers.
2: Uh, so that's like how you keep things going, right? You keep being you, you keep yeah. undocking, having fun, keeping the environment light. Don't talk. Oh, we just got our ass kicked. You, know, you just, you keep the environment the way you had it. And you have an additional burden now that, well, i got to find Nisk for to pay these ships. But that will come in time, right? As long as you stay together. Yeah.
0: yeah. So is the cure as a whole, do you guys still, you've sort of lost the thing, the pocket that you were all living together and protecting together. But you're, you're still separate alliances. So do you think that the cure itself is going to stay together and move as a unit? Or are you all sort of like looking in different directions to find where you're going next? I believe don't don't quote me on it,
3: but I believe the uh, the other three alliances are reforming into a single alliance, and I think they're moving down south. I don't know.
0: Ooh!
2: Oh, jump right in. The water's great,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and by great you mean extremely dangerous and covered with ice. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, but it's fun. It's been really fun living down here. Honestly. Yeah, they'll be forming, you know, 70-man fleets in,
3: in Euro time zone. I'm, I'm not 100% sure all the corps are going with them, but I know a, the major corps are reforming into that new alliance. That is
2: but awesome. So, sounds like you're not going, though?
3: Okay. Yeah, uh, we we like to stick around mid space, so probably G-Dub or go back to Losec where we were really, really shining.
2: Okay, okay.
0: I'm still, sorry, I'm still hung up on the whole you guys held Sov in a hostile region against a multi-thousand man alliance for a year. And then you held part of that Sov for three weeks, like even fighting with Scourge Dot when they were still a thing, et cetera, et cetera. How was your fighting over Fozzy Sov go? Like did other alliances just not, how did these fights develop is what I'm asking. Tell me a story of what a Sov fight looked like For you guys, as you're a 15-man fleet going up against whatever is coming at you. Um, Well, frat likes their (laughs)
3: caracals. And uh, caracals die really easily to battleships and battlecruisers. If they get a hold of them. So um, there was was one fight in particular. I I think Alec was there. Um, But we had like five Geddens and some battlecruisers. And we completely wiped them out, and then finished the Intosis War before they could reform.
2: Yeah, so I I like Fozisov because it's it's the place where small gangs can really thrive, right? The mechanic of Fozisov really lends itself to small gang fighting. Like my group when we came out of faction warfare, it's Fozisov is pretty much faction warfare like 2.0, right? It's mm-hmm. the same sort of mechanic, and you have such an advantage as the defender because. The attacker has to come to you with not only a fleet to fight you, they have to come with the equipment to win the fight, which is the toasting ships, right? Most groups will come with a fleet and toasting ships as a side thing, usually alts, right? They'll come and, I don't know, bifrost or something slippery to to start toasting and then get away. The trick is if you can kill those toasting ships, they can't bring them back quickly, right? So you kind of like toss them out and and then you could fight whatever fleet they come to you with and you and you could kind of strategize around that like did you see that sort of thing playing out like you know they're coming in caracals you know they're going to come through this gate and you can pin them down here and then we just kill our toasting chips and we win right Yep. that actually happened a lot where we uh just kept them in one system like
3: we'll give up a node here or there but
2: yeah pin them in one like bubble the gates make sure they can't get out yeah they'll take one or two nodes but yeah that kind of strategy really you know that's why a small gang can survive a long time if you play those games right
3: yeah it was uh mostly why we lost the uh the eastern section of scalding pass it was mostly attrition we just it was the same five people showing up to entosis every night for like eight hours every night <laughs> it was it's
2: getting feel a you bit fought. rough I, feel you. <laughs> I I fought those wars man for months and then you just you get drained it's it's hard.
0: So the majority of this fighting that we're talking about, it happened before the change to Entosis that allowed Entosia ships to receive remote reps, right? So a lot of the fighting you guys did, you could like rock up. I remember you guys use uh, Cinnable fleets to roll around. I think it was an EU TZ though. So maybe it wasn't your group in particular, but the rest of the cure it was using Cinnable fleets to just roll up, mm-hmm. nuke an Entosis ship and then go away and there was nothing that could be done about it. Did you see a significant impact when that change went through to where Intosa ships could receive remote reps? I, I don't
3: remember them uh, becoming any harder to Alpha. <laughs> uh, they, like The great thing about artillery ships is they just punch through whatever the hell you're shooting at. So um, Exactly. There's like very few instances where an Intosa ship specific like if they were bringing drakes or something as intosis ships which they did but we killed those two with the battleships because they're slow um but like anirius is a very um common intosis ship and it's banking on shield recharge you can punch through its shields and like with two cinnaballs something like that and then it's done so i don't know they didn't i don't think i remember them ever using logistics on their intosis like ever I guess maybe um, the Conico guys did, but they were using oh. small reps on executors.
0: Conoco. Conoco who are they? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, they're a small group of people that talk shit horribly. Um, they're all
2: the same person.
1: I think you could describe a lot they're, of us like that. I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there. <laughs> they're
3: they're basically one person. Like there's yeah, a couple, you
0: know,
3: the <laughs> couple extras, but the most part it's it's just the one guy named nina and uh his many many alts and they're really easy to farm so
2: we did oh, that man often. i can't believe that's so funny we fought kanako for years in faction warfare space and...
3: yeah they uh they were down over in uh um, Minmatar Losek for a while trying to find a home over by uh p horde uh at the entrance of geminit and yeah. my friends that are still over there uh Curb stomped them, <laughs> and then they came out to Knoll as a scourge pet.
2: Yeah, I was wondering. Like, I see them over there now. Like I see they're taking some of that space. Obviously, and yeah. I was wondering how. What was that connection? How did they get hooked up with Scourge and Fraternity? Scourge brought them in to defend
3: their back line while we were fucking it up. Basically, is what happened. Uh, we were hitting structures every night, and they. Couldn't do anything about it, and then they brought in uh, Conoco to defend them.
2: That's, That's really interesting. interesting.
3: Brawls over
0: that. It, <laughs> didn't
3: say what you say very much about Nina, but
2: he's got connections, sir. It seems
0: to me that a lot of what we're what we're talking about here is that if you want the space bad enough, you can have it. That, that seems to be the way that this, this battle is being described as like, this entire year it wasn't that you were the most powerful group in the area. It wasn't that you could go and push out your neighbors. It was that your neighbors were trying to kick you out, but you wanted that space bad enough and you fought hard enough for it that you were able to keep them at bay because Fozzy is designed to let small groups do that. Is that an accurate description of the way things are going? Yeah. Yeah. Um or there's a will, there's a way, I guess. That is awesome. That is like exactly what Fozzy Sov aimed to do. Or I suppose we should technically call it Aegis Sov.
2: Yeah, I'm telling you, at, at the smaller scale, I think Aegisov plays out exactly the way it was intended. I think it's when you when you move up the scale that people start to criticize the mechanics. But at this lower scale, it's working exactly as intended and is a good mechanic, in my opinion.
1: I think that, you know... The people that, I mean, you can be critical in the sense that there could be improvements. Sure. I think there can be improvements on everything, but the people who like are critical of the system don't remember dominion, right? They, they just, it's just lost, you know, into history or time or whatever, because that was the worst thing ever because, you know, solve in that system is watch the supers warp in, watch them ref your station. Watch them leave. Like, that was Sav right there.
3: Yeah. I remember that. Just massive amounts of carriers sitting on
2: an iHub for hours. Or <laughs> just before, super fleets, right? Yeah. The super fleets were so oppressive. You would never be able to think about finding a group. Because they just roll their supers through and clean out in, like, a day or two. You know? Right. They can't do that with the, the Sav. Yeah, I love it. After. Bring your supers okay. to take my Sov. Please. I'll bubble them in one system, and you won't be able to leave, and I'll win.
0: I love it. Mm. Or you could play the fraternity card and put up all your Sino
1: Jammers, and suddenly they can't bring their supers. Let's talk about that. I was going say that. How's that <laughs> yeah. war going? Oh, war? I'm, I'm trying to have a good night, and you bring up Sino Jammers. I mean, I'm in a good mood, and I'm trying to have a good night. I'm just saying. Sino Jammers hate fun. It's just that simple. They hate fun. They're incredibly well, broken,
2: but they're also great for small groups. I'll say Yeah, that.
3: I was going to say Sino Jammer really saved our uh, ass. For a long time. The reason skill didn't snuff us out uh, a long time ago was because we had RM sino m Yep.
2: Nice. It gives you so much control. Too much control, yes, but enough control where a small group could really thwart the forces of a bigger group because you can't come in here with your big ships. You're going to have to fight me on my level at least for a little while. Like, hey, we won a huge fight against snuff using Sinojammers and just you know, hanging them up on the gate for two hours and made it so treacherous for them. Like, you, you have that kind of power. It's, it's really cool. Broken, but cool.
0: Okay, Ron, I know you're itching to talk about it. <laughs> You've had some fights that you were, like, bursting at the seams to talk about before the show. Let let's talk about them now. What happened? Gloat away. Let the smug flow freely.
1: No, no, no. Um, So it wasn't, it's not as much gloating because, uh, you know, to be honest, so the fight that happened yesterday, so we outnumbered them two to one, right? So we had 800 and they had 400. So winning, okay, you know, no problem. But, you know, I, I would say, though, that time zone tanking works both ways, right? So the same thing happens to us in their time zone, and it's, you know a victory you know like hold up the flag oh we're we're holding back test that's it's time zone tanking and the sino jammers right but then you know you flip it around and now it's in you know you're talking u.s time zone you know let's party right so you know that's where the fight came from yesterday and yeah um we definitely outnumbered them and i would do it again um but just like in you know when I have to alarm clock for something, you know, at 5 a.m., <laughs> you know, and they outnumber us, I say, rock on, man. You know, in big alliances, in big sob warfare, there is no blobbing, right? You're in the big game. Blob the hell out of us, right? If you can bring 500 onto us, bring it a 1,000, whatever, bring it. Because if you can't blob us, like, who can you blob, right? Us, goons, like, it's do it. So I say, pull the stops out and let's have some fun. We certainly did have some fun, but uh, I have to ask though, I'm going to
0: ask this every single week until it starts happening. Are citadels dying Is Sav changing hands or is this still just like skirmishing on the border? Okay. So that's, so
1: that's actually a really funny question. So, (laughs) uh, you know, and and if I didn't record it, like I, I wouldn't believe the story. So we had dropped some structures, right? So they dropped constant, content structures on our su- stuff and we dropped some on theirs. And, um, so we were there and we were protecting it and they were bringing in, you know, uh, sinoceptors, lighting scepters lighting Sino and then just warping a single dread in, right. And just hitting this and we were defending it. We had bubbles up everywhere doing great. 9% health, right? 1% health, no joke, 1% health. And we're like, and it was like, two and a half minutes left on the repair. We're like, we got this. We got this. All of a sudden, boom. Wait, what? What? How did that blow up? There's no reds. An interceptor had accidentally targeted. I'm not even joking, dude. I'm not even joking. A friendly interceptor? a, A friendly interceptor had it locked and shot it. I swear to God. So, and everybody just starts freaking out and they're like, Z kill, Z kill, Z kill. And we go and we look. And sure enough, it was, uh, Where it was a Where is this kill I need to see this kill mail. Uh, you know, it's probably, uh, you know, in Z-Kill somewhere.
0: What region was it in? I'll find it real quick. It was in Dead Red. Uh,
1: It was like 046 or something. Um, let me see. It was in It, yeah, it was rough, yesterday. but like, yeah, it was rough. But I, I think the funniest part was, uh, I, I, somebody said, hey, since we killed it, can it be on our part of the kill board? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, just move it over to the enemy side for the death. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that was, was yours,
1: it was, bro. <laughs> yeah, but we did save like a couple others. And, uh, you know, and one of them was like right on their Keepstar grid. So, you know, of course, they're going to defend that uh, as best they could. And, and, you know, they did great, man. Um, I mean, to answer
2: your question, Artemis, uh, we haven't s- swapped Sav at all yet. But because of the jammers, we have to do a little bit more beforehand. Like, I think in the early part of the war, we tried to just shove in there traditional style, like you heard on the Sunday show, ProGod talk about. And that just didn't work. Right? So we have to try something else. And it's a little more prep, a little more poking and prodding and setup in order to make that happen. It's going to have to be more of a grind, you know?
0: There are some other groups around EVE who are looking to actually just brute force their way through a region. And they've kicked it off with a bang. So... What we're referring to here is the Imperium. If you listen to the Sunday show, you'll know, has decided to employ up north, or pardon me, deploy up north and attack tribute, which had been in the process of like structures were going down and stuff was being moved out, et cetera, et cetera. We talked about this on previous shows, so you can go check those out for more details. But what they did yesterday, and it is anchoring right now, is the Imperium has anchored a keep star. Or is in the process of anchoring a KeepStar in PureBlind. In fact, on the connection between PureBlind and Tribute in the system of KQK. So this is right adjacent to Tribute, right adjacent to what was one of staging systems in OTAC-Y. So this is a, a very strategically important location, especially for a KeepStar, which can house supers. In fact, the, the super capital jump range from KQK is roughly half of Tribute basically everything even down towards almost gets to MTACO, if I recall correctly. So this is a massively important thing if it gets anchored. And as far as anybody can tell, it's probably just going to get anchored, right? Does anybody think this thing's going to die?
1: No, it's definitely getting anchored. Um Killer B was on the uh, the chill podcast this, this morning. He's like, uh, yeah, let me just, uh, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to fight this. Like we can't fight this. So it's, it's, it'll be up.
2: Yeah, what's interesting about this is, is like last year's War 2.0, kind of, right? Because the Imperium stopped short of just about where they are now, last summer. right? So they're like they're just picking up where they, they burned the little bit that was there on the way up. In fact, some of my structures that were laying around there, I think, Oran, you were tethered to a fed-up structure and sisters of Eve space. Those are all remnants of last year's war. So they're just picking up right where they stopped the last time, which is pretty interesting indeed and in yeah. fact like go ahead run
1: yeah you know i mean what's interesting is so you know and, and i i i was talking about this last week when i was looking at the map you know kqk is a is a very important system strategically because it's on a regional gate right so you jump to the regional gate and then you take the gate to save that time and that uh, jump fatigue and then you end up at the other gate now What's interesting about KQK is so it's on one side, right, of a regional gate and on the other side of the regional gate is the NC staging keepstar. So, it, you know, it's it's right on, you know, the the entrance to tribute. So, it, it's to me personally, like in my opinion, it is the biggest content structure ever dropped. <laughs> That's the way I'm thinking about it. It's like they're just going to put down a structure, let's see if you're going to fight and if not, then you just surrender tribute, right? So, I mean, that's just my opinion, though.
0: Yeah. Well, you say that, but, like, so Pure Blind and Fade were the quote-unquote gains from the previous year, year for the Imperium, theoretically, at least. Let's let's make that as an assumption. But if you look at Pure Blind and Fade, sure, there are some, like, loosely – there are some saw that belongs to init, right, on the board of, border of cloud ring. And if you look into Fade – there are also some condi systems in here, or there were. They're gone now. It's actually darkness now. When did this happen? When did freaking GOTG take
2: back Fade? Uh eh, a while ago, I think, but that's not really surprising. There was no one living there. I mean
0: Yeah, so that that's my point really, is that uh there's really like there's no use for this space. Like all they'll take they they'll destroy the Sob and tribute, the citadels are already gone. Maybe they'll get some fights out of this. But they don't have any renters to install. They don't have any buffer groups or pets to install there. They're not going to live there themselves. So they're just going to come in, grind a bunch of stuff, declare victory, go away. And then it's a matter of, will. like what happened in Fade, where GOTG took Fade back, will NC come back and say, okay, we'll have Tribute back now? Like, is this going uh, to be What is uh My mind goes back to Stargate where you have like the particularly Stargate Atlantis, where you have the Wraith, who like they'll, they feed on humans to survive, right? That's their food. And so what they do is they let these communities of humans live. And then every once in a while, they wake up from their sleep and they go on a massive feeding spree, kill a bunch of people, then go back to sleep, let the population rebuild. Is this what we're feeling like is happening now with NalSAC, where the Imperium is just letting other groups grow big enough then they come in and feed, take a bunch of killmails, declare victory, and go crab away and delve? Is no. that
2: what's happening? No, no, I don't think so at all. No, because Fade never recovered. GOTG may have their flags on that, but there is no nothing going on there. Fade has been completely dead for like a year. Pure Blind sort of, because Pure Blind wasn't burned out quite as bad, at least the southern part of it. So they had like groups like me and Snuff, and you know, people moved in there and started doing things. But Fade never recovered. There is nothing there to even feed on. You, know, you just blow right through there and up, and you go up to tribute. And unfortunately, I think if the same thing happens to tribute, as happened to fade last year. Same thing will happen. That land will just lay fallow back to wherever they burn it. But I don't think that they're they purposely are going back to the same region to feed on whoever moved back in. I don't think I don't think that's it at all. If they are, they're going to be disappointed because there's nothing there to kill.
0: Curious. All right, there is one other bit of sovereignty news that I wanted to discuss today, and that is related to some drama that happened last week. I believe Sort Dragon discussed it directly a little bit on the Sunday show, although I've only heard clips of it. I haven't listened to the entire thing. And that is Slice is no longer a part of what used to be Guardians of the Galaxy Coalition. Now they're under DEADCO, but people still call them GOTG because this is EVE. Um, They've moved into Ethereum Reach. So Slice, I'm not even going to try and pronounce their like proper alliance name, has just taken a massive chunk out of the center of Ethereum reach and said, this is ours now. So looking through the killboards, I haven't seen much of a fight happen over any of this sovereignty. So it seems like some sort of deal was struck, or at least uh, there was a, hey, listen, we're a lot bigger alliance than you. So we're going to take this fight if you want, but we're going to win anyway. So save your killboards, I guess and the the solve seems to have been taken without much of a struggle. There may even be some deals in place that I am unaware of, but this is the new home of slice of okay, I'm going to actually try and say their name
1: soly nope, never mind yep, interesting. you know last night, I'm um, just you know a simple talking in stations reporter out cruising around the k q k area, and you know I'm one jump over. And I look at the NC staging Keepstar and what do I see tethered up right there? Slice. Slice dude. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I mean, so, I don't think yeah, that's a so, surprise. You were surprised by that? I mean I was surprised that NC would just bloom like that, uh, you know, in a couple of days and, and take him in. But you know, I just was like, wow, that's interesting. So there we go. So you think Slice is
0: moving no. into Ethereum reach as sort of like uh, a friend of Northern Coalition to help them in their conflict over the Spire?
1: Yeah, so, well, I I don't know about any of the extras. I just know that, you know, uh, when we were talking to Killer B this morning, he's like, yeah, now we're just blue to Slice. You know, I was told that, and that's how, how we're going to roll. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a logical place for them to go, right? Given the the team a team B line down new Eden, uh, you know, I think, you know, I wouldn't expect them. I would be very surprised to see them go somewhere else. Like, I don't think they'd go over the line who, who over the line would take them, but it is interesting for sure. I like that kind of stuff. So you run, you're out there now. You like ex- expose all this stuff with your camera.
1: I love it. Yeah. I need my little, I need like a felt hat with like a little ticket in it. Yeah. Scoop.
2: I'm just pressed. I'm just pressed guys. <laughs> I'm just pressed. Can I have the rights so I could
1: just report, please? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I even renamed my uh, my little, uh, you know, what, not Atron, but Aries, you know, talking in stations and like I'm cruising through, going through gate camps. And I, I was telling you guys, you know, I saw Carneros there because he's with Bastion gate camping and it was hilarious there. But, you know, it, the, the sheer number, you know, of people that are up for, for the goons right up there is is staggering um you know i was watching their keepstar at 6rc and i see uh, you know a lot of Baltex, right you know uh, warping off and then you know i hear oh it's a max cta snuffed out as like camping the XTac 7 you know kind of pipeline so i go over there and there's like you know three fleets roaming around and then you know like half an hour later it's like they've caught some caps i go over there's two apostles Basically, there's 25 right on one side of the kill board. On the other side of the kill board, 317. Like when I saw that, and the and the scrolling you have to do down. I laughed. I swear to God, I laughed for 20 minutes. I was laughing so hard I couldn't even stand it. Like it, it was the scrolling so many and that's all the people that got on the kill mails and i said but there's there's 317 and and they said uh oh well the Baltec fleet couldn't get there fast enough because the tie (laughs) die god bless them rock on man yeah well that's very impressive and your video
2: of their move up was even more impressive like watching literally hundreds of titans hundreds and hundreds of supers and capital ships moving is quite impressive this is going to lead out to like a World War B though. Like there's nothing the North can do against that kind of force. Like they're just going to keep backing up, backing up. They're I mean, not going to get the fight that they're wanting, right? Like how is this going to turn out? It's it's going to like be one big massive show of force and and the North sort of folding, you know?
1: They're going to bulldoze the areas, right? And then I think they're going to put keep stars in a chain. They're going to leave some people there in the North just to punish you know, whoever comes around for whatever reason. And then the rest, and then, then they're going to move South. They're going to go back home like six, you know, six weeks from now. And I think lady Scarlet kind of called it like, they're just going to weather out the storm and then the goons will go home and then they'll figure out what they're going to do next.
2: Right. And there's a part of me though, that like aches over this though. It's like, Oh,
0: well, that is what's going on in Eve right now. We have uh, a small PVP Alliance that held on to life in very, um, Strange circumstances down in Scalding Pass. It is now looking for a new home. Good luck to you guys. We have the fighting continuing going on in the South between Fraternity and Legacy, or I should say Winterco and Legacy, pardon me. And we have the Imperium setting up to bulldoze tribute at the very least. Anything else that we should discuss before we hop into the end of things? All Eve right, Down Under is well, happening LinkedIn.
1: right now. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what I'm I'm honestly most excited about Eve Down Under because the Eve Invasions patch happens in five days, guys. Five days from now, Eve Invasions, this massive expansion that CCP's doing a whole market push on it. Like, If you want to make a new account, there's some sort of Steam deal going on right now where you get seven days of Omega, 250k skill points, a bunch of other nonsense. Go check that out, by the way. But We have no dev blogs, nothing. There's stuff on CC, but CC is like, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it
2: won't. Maybe things will change. We know nothing. No, I love it. This is perfect. We know something. Keep up the mystery. All this shit that's been happening over the last couple of weeks on the NP, uh, NPC side, like the, the billboards getting hacked, the sob labs getting hacked, like all this crazy shit. I'm glad that it's a mystery. And then we're going to, this is going to be some sort of reveal, I hope. And we're all going to be like, what the fuck? That kind of thing. I love it. Good job, CCT. Yeah.
1: And then six days, so our, the invasion patch is five days. And then six days from now, there's going to be like a, an entire stream event, right? For Stream Fleet, they're gonna they're doing like 48 hours. And it's going to be a lot of fun as well. They're going to be giving away skins and all kinds of stuff. I did not know that. Is there a name for this sort of event? I, I hadn't heard oh, of it at all. It might not be public knowledge. So there's that. That's interesting. Ooh, definitely Thank you for talking in stations. <laughs> Noise.
0: All right. Well, let's hop into some shout outs then. Iniquitous, you got a shout out for us today?
3: Just my guys. All of them. Know who they are.
0: Awesome. Silver, you got a shout out for us?
2: um i'm gonna give a shout out to Villy actually because having him back has kicked up the the gears of war so hard from this grind that we've been having um suddenly this week we have plans and everybody's all psyched so it's been really cool to have him back and active um and if you want to be part of it fed up is recruiting
0: ron now that you've recovered from your dank leaks you got any shout outs for us Um, You
1: know, I, uh, you know, my shout out is to all of the people out there in NullSec that I'm flying by and they all say hi and they all like love the show. And, you know, and all this, no matter what team they're on, I just I love that. I think that's awesome. So, you know, thanks for being so supportive of, uh, you know, doing uh, this kind of stuff. I love it. Awesome. Well, my shout goes to
0: all the dudes who are organizing EVE Down Under. As I understand it, the whole EVE Invasion tour has been a bit of a headache for some of the groups who are doing the individualized stuff. And I know one of my old newar bros, Archantantrix, is, I believe his official title is General Manager on the EVE Down Under team, so shout-out to him and all the other dudes who are putting on EVE Down Under. Apparently, it's a great time. People are enjoying Sydney. Uh, I had, had intended to raid the EVE down under stream, but CCP Hillmar's talk literally just ended. I w- I'm watching the stream up on my other monitor right now, and it just it went to a splash screen now. So oh, rip. Um, I'm going to raid it, and you guys can hang out and chat, because in about 15 minutes, the EVE keynote is happening. So if anything, if we get any major announcements, any info on the EVE, pardon me, on the EVE invasions, uh expansion that's happening in five days hopefully it will be happening then so that'll do it for this episode of talking in stations season two episode 14 go enjoy eve down under. there